fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, welcome into the broadcast. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, all over the country on radio, TV, live streaming. Plus, we have the podcast, although we do have another blockage. We have more censorship going on with the show. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. Great to have you along for the ride today. Lots to get to as we have William Gein joining us today talking some immigration. I don't know big policy apparently going on with the Biden administration. That's what they're focused on. William Gein is the president and national director of the Americans for Legal Immigration PAC. The ALAPAC is what they call themselves. We'll join him at the bottom of the hour. But hey, happy Tuesday, the post-Monday celebration by far the greatest day of the entire week. And we have a lot to talk about today. First and foremost, no, we do not have a Facebook Live today. We are, however, on Twitch, we are on YouTube, we are on Twitter, we are on LinkedIn, we are also on the website at HoosierReason.com. We are not on Facebook because I got blocked again on Facebook. Not just blocked from doing video streams, but blocked from doing any posting for the next 24 hours. So we may be back on there tomorrow, we'll see. But this is getting very old. This is getting very old. And you want to know what caused it today? It's really stupid. It's really dumb. I mean, like, total like clown dumb as well. You want to know what it was? So some of you may have seen the post, and there was actually some comments on it. And then like three hours later, Facebook felt like banning it off their page. But I made a post as the big news that has been floating around the nation is that 500,000 individuals in the United States have died from COVID-19. Now, that's not verified because there are many, as you know, that were questionable on whether like, oh, they got hit by a bus, but they tested positive for the Rona. So therefore it was the coronavirus that killed them. So we don't even know if that's necessarily true. But the big news that everybody's whispering about was the fact that 500,000 COVID-19 individuals have passed away in this nation over the last year, which is sad. I'm not trying to belittle that in any way, shape or form. 500,000 people died regardless of whatever symptoms they had, regardless of whatever actual reason they passed away. That's sad. We pray for them and their families. That's a terrible thing. I did post, however, a post that said this. 500,000 deaths due to coronavirus since the pandemic began. Remember just a year ago when Dr. Fauci told President Donald Trump that they were expecting 2 million dead. Therefore, Donald Trump saved 1.5 million lives from the virus conversation starter i got banned for that oh yes oh yes not just from blocking that post not just from doing any type of video live streaming but posting altogether. i am banned on facebook for 24 hours and that was about three hours ago here's what facebook had to say Your post goes against our community standards on misinformation about COVID-19. Say what? Now, factually, according to the CDC, 500,000 people died from COVID-19. Factually, Dr. Fauci said that roughly 2 million people would be dying from uh, from this virus. And even the media harped on saying, look how quickly the numbers are growing because we're going to hit that 2 million. It's going to be astronomical. It's going to be crazy. This whole last year was about Donald Trump not handling the virus appropriately. 
We just hit a year later after a vaccine came out after nine months. Nine months of having a vaccine. Boom, it's out. It's in the mass public. We have millions of vaccines going out all over the place now. After nine months of learning about the virus, learning about what it does, learning about how to counter it, producing it in mass quantity and getting it out to the general public. Nine months the virus uh, the virus, uh, virus vaccine came out, and yet Donald Trump wasn't going fast enough. That's a record for anything, especially with the FDA, especially with the CDC, especially with the USDA, where they scan it, they verify, they do all these tests. I don't really know. Should we really allow this to be patented? Should we allow this to go into the public? Are there going to be any side effects? Which is why the concern for so many people of actually taking this virus, the Operation Warp Speed of nine months of having a vaccine come out, of saving lives, of having more ventilators than we've ever had before in this nation, having more on hand than we actually needed during the COVID pandemic because we were concerned about running out of ventilators, having ships literally cruise into New York City and say, hey, if you need help. Don't put them in nursing homes where you're going to kill the old people. Bring them onto the ships here where the military and the National Guard will be able to help you, be able to contain these individuals, be able to take care of them medically, be able to give them the vaccine if we need to, to give them ventilators. All the Donald Trump plan. Donald Trump saved one and a half million people, according to the projections from the CDC and Dr. Anthony Fauci, and according to the numbers that we currently see in the United States, which are still skeptical and up in the air. But we'll roll with those numbers for a second. Donald Trump apparently and Mike Pence and the uh, COVID-19 task force that they put together apparently saved one and a half million people. Now, this is a conversation starter. Obviously, it's an opinion piece, but apparently you can't say something nice about Donald Trump. Because they said the post goes against community standards on misinformation about COVID-19. Yeah. It goes further, though. It took it to another level. It continued on to say our standards on misinformation about COVID because it, it went page after page, slide after slide about what I did wrong in this deal. Oh, no. Pot that back up because this is lunacy here, shall we? Roll with it. Come on. Here's what they said about their standards on COVID-19. We don't allow viral hoaxes that have been repeatedly debunked. I didn't know anybody else was spreading this misinformation, probably because it wasn't allowed to go out there. I thought I was being original by saying, oh, hey, I can connect the dots. I can remember things more than a year ago. <laughs> I'm going to make a post about it. But because I connected the dots and remembered something from a year ago, because, you know, Republicans being elephants and having long memories and things, instead of just day-to-day -day whatever Democrats want to say on a daily basis, I said, wait a second, they said 2 million people were going to die. We're, like, reopening things up right now. Because all of a sudden, when Joe Biden got into office, wow, numbers are going down. The World Health Organization said to stop testing people as much because we're getting a lot of false positives. But that's Trump's fault. But now that he's out and the numbers are going down, we can start opening things up. We can get people back to school and get kids back into the classroom. We can start opening up bars and restaurants again. We can start, well, we still got to wear three masks. Even after the vaccine, you need to wear three masks because it's 90% effective if you wear three masks. According to, um, what was it, NBC, CNBC, whatever it was. But we don't allow viral hoaxes. Now, let me read the post again. A hoax of misinformation that has been debunked repeatedly, according to Facebook standards. 500,000 deaths due to coronavirus since the pandemic began. Remember when Dr. Anthony Fauci told President Trump they were expecting 2 million dead? Trump saved 1.5 million lives from the virus. Was my post. 
Their response, it breaks community standards for hoaxes. We don't allow viral hoaxes to have been repeated, that have been repeatedly debunked. Learn more about our policies with COVID-19 and vaccine policies and updates and protections from our help center. It continues. Oh, yes, it continues. So it says, do you want to challenge this? Do you accept it or do you decline this, this blockage? So I said, decline. What do we got? I'm going to challenge this. Oh, no, you can't do that. It's only a 24-hour ban, so we'll be back on it tomorrow. And again, I don't really care about Facebook. It's more the principle of the thing that it's really making me think a little bit deeper that I'll get to in a second. But I challenged it. Hey, Facebook, no, that's not true. I'm allowed to post these kinds of things. Why? Because, you know, I want to create a conversation. That's I'm a conversation starter. I'm a conversational kind of guy. Just a go-along, get-along, nice kind of guy that wants to, like, help out conversation and things. Here's their response. You disagreed with the decision. We usually offer the chance to request a review and allow follow-up if they got the, if we got the decision wrong. We have fewer reviewers available right now because of the coronavirus outbreak. We're trying hard to prioritize reviewing content with the most potential for harm. That means we may not be able to follow up with you, though your feedback helps us do better in the future. Thank you for understanding. Let me get this straight. You have people that are literally sitting in front of a computer that apparently can't do this at home in remote work. And you have limited number of people doing reviews on challenges. And therefore, you may not be able to get someone to review your case because, well, we have limited staff because of coronavirus. I'm pretty sure that you could do from that from home, but apparently not. Apparently, you have to be in the Facebook headquarters in order to challenge or review the challenges from individuals being blocked on Facebook. So they gave you the runaround again, but there we have it. No more Facebook, at least for another day, which I don't really care. I'm going to make it a challenge of mine. I have to admit, I've never been really blocked on Facebook until this year. This year has been the first time I've ever actually been in Facebook jail because apparently I just wasn't important enough. Now we're doing stuff and they're paying attention more. And like, wow, before it got blocked, it was on there for like an hour. And I had like 30 comments and like 10, re, uh, 10 reposts or shares on it which is small, that's cool, whatever. But they blocked it because it's misinformation and it's a hoax that has been uh, that has been debunked numerous times, according to Facebook, by saying that, guess what, Donald Trump saved one and a half million lives by the projections from the CDC and the number of people that actually died. Unbelievable. Welcome into the show. We got a lot to get to today. It really makes you think, though. I It really bothers me because it takes the censorship to the cancel culture, the cancer culture that I like to talk about, it really takes it to another level. You can't have a conversation if you say anything positive about Trump. Boom, it's gone. Which really makes me think what else is out there that they're censoring that they don't want people to see. I mean, obviously they shadow ban already by just limiting the exposure that we have on people's news feeds to people who are really like diehard or just randomly just a few people here and there, which really shows the number of views that we have on our feeds on social media because sometimes we have them really, really high. And then after a couple of really, really highs, then they drop back down because no one apparently can see it on their feed unless they're going out of their way to actually look for them. But it takes it to another level as you unveil the layers of the onion when it comes to censorship and cancel culture. Another level of if they can't see it, then can you really blame the other side of the aisle for being ignorant? Are they ignorant or are they naive? And there's a big difference there. If you're ignorant or if you're naive, major difference between the two. And if you're oblivious to it, if you don't know of the issue, then could you truly be educated? 
Now, if you know it and you put the blinders on and you don't want anything to do with it, then that's another story. But how many people could we really persuade to the conservative flavor? How many people could really persuade to the conservative agenda if they actually heard the cases that we're making rather than just what the media says, that Rush Limbaugh's a racist, that talk radio hosts are just hate talk hosts, that you know conservatism is just for the evil rich white person that has property or something. I mean, how many people could we win over with conservative principles if they actually allowed us to uh, comment or at least have a dialogue or discussion? Let's take it a step further. There was a story from... Who was this? The Federalist, that one in six Biden voters would have changed their vote if they had known about these scandals suppressed by the media, including Hunter Biden, including his involvement with Russia and China, including everything, all the scandals that Joe Biden have actually been under. One in six Biden voters. Let's just assume for a second that the election results were legitimate. One in six voters would have switched over to Donald Trump. We're like, wow, that guy's a nut, meaning Joe Biden, because of all the scandals that he was involved in. What about Eric Swalwell sleeping with the Russian or the Chinese spy while he's on the Foreign Relations Committee? Do they even know? Do they, are they even aware of it? Or is it just, well, no, that's just false information. We just got to ban that because we can't allow you to uh, post something like that. What about Sanders, Bernie Sanders' actual policy platforms? Do you think people would really buy into it if they really knew what he said as opposed to what the media says? What about, oh, I don't know. If man buns are stupid, what if that's a post on there? That would probably get me banned. If saying, hey, man buns are really, really dumb, you probably shouldn't do that. That would get me banned because that would be false information that's uh, violating their community standards because we don't want people to know how dumb they look with man buns. I'm just throwing the ideas out there. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week, 24 minutes past the hour, radio and TV, plus we have the live streaming and the podcast thereafter as well. You have a few days left. We have until this weekend. You can sign up for the newsletter. Let's go to HoosierReason.com. You'll get a free newsletter. Uh, it'll post up, say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say yes. Type in your email. Totally free. We're not going to spam you. Just a once-a-month email talking about all the latest and greatest that we are working on, if they allow us to do so. Who knows? I might say, like, Donald Trump was a good president, and then, boom, just automatically banned. That's probably in the algorithms of, like, online censorship of, you know what? Yeah, I probably shouldn't allow that to go in there. It's crazy to think about how bad it is. And yet, yet, though, you can have what happened with Coca-Cola. I'm sure you've heard the story about the discrimination against Coca-Cola where they tell individuals uh, tell their staff as they're doing their training to be less white. Yes. And kids are taught being white is is better and you shouldn't do that. And that you need to try to be less white. They read on. It's a slide that they had with the company. Be less arrogant. Be less certain. Be less defensive. Be more humble. Listen, believe, break and uh, break with apathy and break with white solidarity. I'm trying to understand what all that means. Try to be less white. I, um, I try to get a tan. Now, look, I'm very Irish and northern-ish, Nordic, to a degree. I glow in the dark. I can't be less white. I try, and I get sunburned. I actually can get a nice tan during the summertime, if that's what you're asking for. I try, and I'll burn the first time. Then I can get a little bit darker if I maintain it outside of that. Boom! If I turn pale white again by the middle of the summer, I can't get it back. I've tried. I either have to do it at the beginning of the summer and maintain the whole year, or I just can't do it. But try to be less white. Be less arrogant. Apparently, all white people are arrogant. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know better, right? Yeah, that's how stupid they believe we are. Be less certain. I'm pretty sure that the only thing I'm certain about are the facts of the world that are, like, legitimately certain. Be less defensive. I don't know what you mean by be less defensive. Uh, Be more humble, listen, believe, and break with apathy and break with white solidarity. Yes, because we're the ones that say, you know, you should probably just go live in your own dorms in college. We'll go live in our dorms. Oh, wait a second. That was the minority community that said that. What university was that where they said, yeah, we want our own dorms for just black people because we just want to be on our own because of white privilege and the whiteness that's around. We don't want to be around them. So while they tell us to be less uh, isolated as white individuals, then, you know, you guys go ahead and do your own thing. It's weird. So that's uh, acceptable and that's spread all over social media. But yet when we say, hey, Donald Trump saved one and a half million people, then they just lose their minds. It is totally absurd. It is totally absurd. Drives me a little bit nuts. When we come back, we got to talk with William Gein. I'm excited to have him, him on the program. He is the president and national director for Americans for Legal Immigration PAC as we talk about immigration policy in the nation. Uh, Joe Biden has really taken kind of a 180 from the past administration. Here's, according to CNBC, Democrats introduced sweeping immigration bill with an eight-year pathway to citizenship. Oh, yeah. You're here illegally. You're a criminal. You're a gang member. Don't worry about it. As long as you're here, we'll give you amnesty and you can become a citizen in eight years. Now, the question I have that we'll talk about a little bit more in depth is the Dreamers. The Dreamer Act, my generation, the millennial generation, which I apologize for every single day. The Dreamer generation, you got here illegally. You're now an adult. At what point do we draw the line and say, you know, maybe you should take a little bit of responsibility and become a citizen. But we're scared. So how do we make that pathway to citizenship if you are an active member of society? But at the same time, you know, maybe you should rectify it as opposed to the government bailing you out. So we'll talk about all that in more. 
and talk about some of the policy differences after Joe Biden, of course, stopped the building of the wall. We now have a path to citizenship for anybody illegal that's been here in the nation and what that could mean for the country. I mean, we are struggling financially right now with jobs because of whole COVID and things. But let's bring more people in. At the same time, we have refugees that aren't really refugees that are coming to the border that Joe Biden's allowing in. He just let a massive kind of disperse amongst the nation right now from being an asylum seeker when you cannot be an asylum seeker with the standards that they actually set up. So we'll talk about all that and more coming up on the show right after the break. It's a post Monday. It's a great day, even though we can't get on social media because of dummies. But, you know, what do you do? It's the way of the world today, isn't it? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you're all welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. We are on radio and TV, plus the live streaming, the podcast thereafter as well. It's been a big month. I can't believe it's already done already. It goes by way too fast. But this is kind of the rough one. It was cold. We had the whole closures and energy garbage, the extreme cold weather all over. What was it here in Kansas? It was like negative 25, I think, at some point. So kind of glad that's over. It was funny. A week ago today, it was negative 25 degrees here in Wichita, Kansas. Now it is sitting at 68 degrees. And I'm wearing a T-shirt both days, so it really doesn't matter. Welcome in. Got a lot to get to. Let's get into what's trending today. What do you say? Nope. Let's try that again. What's trending today? What's trending today? Hey, there we go. All right. So as you know, one of the big issues outside of environmental garbage from the Biden administration, because that's like been involved in all of his 50 executive orders, was, oh, we're going to make all the federal vehicles all like smart vehicles and battery powered vehicles. And it's all going to be the green energy garbage. At the same time, the other big issue that he's loved to focus on since he's gotten in for the first month has been, let's see how badly we can screw up the immigration system after President Donald Trump. He immediately stopped the building of the private wall and the other, I don't know about the private wall, the other wall down in uh, Texas is they were building that with construction. Donald Trump did a speech there right before he left and said, I hope they don't screw this up. I hope they don't stop it. Because it's kind of important. What did Donald or what did Joe Biden do? Stopped it immediately. He began the catch and release process again, 
And now, according to CNBC, Democrats introduce a sweeping immigration bill with eight-year pathway to citizenship. At the same time, according to the Associated Press, U.S. unwinds Trump policy making asylum seekers wait in Mexico. No, you don't need to worry about waiting in Mexico. You can just come on in. Now, I thought, and our next guest maybe can help clear this up a little bit, I thought that if you were a refugee, if you were an asylum seeker, you could only go to the country next to you. You could not pass through three different countries, as this story from the Associated Press talks about some from numerous different countries, Central America, and El Salvador was this story here with this family, the the sob story that they, of course, were promoting from El Salvador coming in. You cannot go to like three countries down the line in order to claim asylum. You need to go to the country next to you. But Mexico doesn't want them. Just, hey, let's give you some money. We'll give you care of it. You can come on up and you can get to the U.S. border. What's the deal, and where do we go from here? Plus, when it comes to the doc or the dreamers as well, uh, it's a big issue that is on the slate for the Biden administration. So I'm excited to have on the program. He is the president and national director for Americans for Legal Immigration Pact. It's William Gein with us here. William, how are you, my friend? Hey, glad to be with you. You know, basically, when illegal immigrants or people claiming asylum get to the United States at this point, uh, within a short period of time, they're finding that most of their stuff is paid for: their education, health care cell phone, living expenses, food, uh, you know, anything that they need, the United States taxpayer, somebody in the United States is on the hook for, and that's proven to be quite a big magnet. That's why we have more illegal immigrants coming to the country than ever before, and if the Biden-Harris administration amnesty bill passes, that'll be a perpetual and permanent type of thing, and everybody in the country, no matter where you live, even in Kansas, get your own Cuomo, uh, Gavin Newsom, Cuomo for the rest of the country for as the Democrats pick up uh, probably 20 million additional voters. Wow. Uh, Now, I kind of sort of somewhat understand the idea that if you're going through the process and you're trying to actually become a U.S. citizen, you've done everything legally and you need help to, you know, start with your education or kind of do some translation or schooling to learn English or to try and get your career up and going, you know, some assistance from the government, not like full on here's three years of paid for education and paid for work and you don't even need to work you just need to get your money and here's your food stamps and yada 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 i can kind of see some assistance to start your new life in america but when you come three countries up as an asylum seeker which you're not supposed to in the first place and they're like we'll just come on and we'll take care of you and then when you don't show up your for your court date we're backlog in federal immigration court and therefore we'll try and track you down three years from now i mean how is that a sustainable process or policy well, it's a it's a policy. It's not legal. It's in violation of the Constitution, including uh, Article Four, Section Four. All states shall be protected from invasion. It uh, costs a lot of Americans their jobs. It costs a lot of Americans their lives. Uh, but it's being done to us on purpose. It's not. You know, I've studied this and worked on this for 16 years. This is part of a, a plan to change the United States into something more global that the American citizens would never go for. So they're just pumping in people from all around the world, that many of which uh, are very have a very hostile views towards America and Americans uh, to change the nature of the country politically, and they're very close to, to doing that. In fact, since Reagan's amnesty passed in 1986, which was a disaster and led us to the current population of 22-plus million illegal aliens, no Republican has won the popular vote for president with the exception of uh, – uh, Bush's second term at when he was riding high on the support after 9-11. Sure. So, you know, right now, though, we need to try to get the, the country focused. There's a new bill in town, and it's got a very strong chance of, of passing since the, president, the Democrats control the White House, the Congress, and the Senate. 
uh, and at alipac.us, that's A-L-I-P-A-C.us, through our email alerts, we have some activism uh, plans in play to put pressure, especially on Senate Republicans. You see, the Democrats need 10 GOP sellout rhino senators to join them on amnesty for tens of millions of illegals for it to head to Biden's desk. And we think that at this point uh, today, as of this conversation, they probably have six or seven Republicans willing to go over to their side. And if they hit the 60 mark, well, it's it's all over. You know, if you if you hear that the Biden Harris amnesty bill has been signed into law at that point, you know, you're talking about probably 20-plus million illegal aliens on the way to citizenship, voting rights, jobs. They've, the Democrats have already said that they can't wait to turn them into teachers and police officers and jail guards and bailiffs and, right. you know, give them badges, guns, titles, and positions of authority. You know, imagine people in Kansas getting knocks on the door from Child Protective Services, and it's somebody who was an illegal immigrant a few years back, and now they got a badge and a gun. Won't that just be ducky? So we really got to stop this thing, and, and now this week is a very critical week. Uh, this is a week where that's going to influence a lot of things that happen uh, a couple weeks down the line from now. Uh, so we've got our activists supporting the recall of Gavin Newsom in California and charges for Andrew Cuomo in New York so that the Democrats in D.C. feel a little less invulnerable when they look out over their uh, uh, military and barbed wire protection and see you know, these Democrats in trouble in the states. And then we need to get the call campaigns rolling so that sellout senators like Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham, who love amnesty for illegal aliens, they're hearing from a lot of Republicans from all across the country saying, hey, don't do it. Don't work with Biden and Harris on things like amnesty for illegal aliens. Don't do it. Most of America doesn't want it. You know, most Americans know that amnesty and illegal immigration are bad for America and Americans, despite any type of designer poll that you hear coming out of Faux News or, or the New York Times. Um, and we've got to reflect that. We've got to, you know, we've got to get people organized and focused and engaged on this issue post-election as soon as possible. Well, we do have to get people engaged on the interest in this issue because it's a major one, as you mentioned. I mean, we've already lost pretty much the, the popular vote in the nation. We're never going to gain that back. And with the concerns about the election in the last, in the last one for 2020, I mean, it's only getting worse. Uh, now, what Republicans are supporting this in the Senate? As you mentioned, they need 10. If they have six or seven, I can only imagine someone like Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins and Mitt Romney and Mario, maybe Marco Rubio. I mean, who's all on this list mm-hmm. of ones that are supporting it so far? Well, the top one is Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham has already co-signed with Dick Durbin the DREAM Act amnesty, and they're going to pull on heartstrings and say, oh, we just need a small amnesty for these illegal aliens that came here, uh, they say, <laughs> when they were under the age of 35, and it'll be just for them or whatnot. And this is a game that they play. It's just for the younger illegals who came here at no fault of their own. But like we found in the 2010 DREAM Act amnesty, they sneak clauses in there that'll let them give amnesty to every illegal alien in the country. It's just a ruse to pull at your heartstrings and put a fine point on that spear to pierce America's heart. So uh, Lindsey Graham, who used to be John McCain's best buddy on Amnesty for Illegals, he's on the bill of the DREAM Act. It's being refiled, and if the DREAM Act gets through, they'll get the full amnesty. So we have to fight that. Uh, But, yeah, I think a lot of the names uh, that you mentioned, uh, Marco Rubio, who was part of the Gang of Eight, uh, with Lindsey Graham, uh, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, uh, and there's a couple more. I'm going to go back and pull the records and see who's still in the Senate from the 2013 amnesty bill where, you know, Alipac, my organization, we have played a critical role in stopping amnesty legislation in D.C. several times since we were founded back in 2004. 
Sure. But back in 2013, we got plowed in the Senate. I mean, they beat us bad. They beat us 68 to 32. And the only thing that saved us and saved the rest of the country from being permanently submerged by amnesty and illegal, future waves of illegal immigration were the conservatives in the House when the Republicans had a majority. Well, we don't have that majority in the House anymore. Yeah. So if they pull another steamroll on us in the Senate. So I'm going to go back and pull the 2013 vote. Um, and I think I've got it right here, uh, but I've got to go and compare it and see exactly uh, which ones are still in the Congress and or in the Senate. And then we've got to also uh, go and um, look at the new senators, the ones have joined, that have not been through an amnesty fight like this before, and uh, we need to uh, go after them. We also need to keep everybody on our email alerts and talk shows like yours on alert for sneaky plans to, A, try to end the filibuster rule, which would take them down to only needing 51 votes instead of 60 in the Senate. And that filibuster rule is there because the Senate's supposed to be something, a place that stops narrow margins from taking, you know, uh, control of the United States. It's supposed to be a place where only some, a law that is generally supported by a good majority of Americans should ever really go into law. Um, that filibuster rule, they could take it down. They could also try to sneak this through inside a budget bill. Uh, we're receiving word that they're going to try to uh, pull a maneuver where they sneak the amnesty for illegal aliens into something they're going to call. Hold on, let me get this uh, name for it up for you. Um, oh, where is it? Well, I tell you what, I, that's all right. Uh, we got to we got to take it, off. It, it, it's, it's called. It's called. They're going to try to call it an economic reconstruction or revitalization or something something real friendly sounding well we got to take uh, a hard break here yeah let's go ahead and take a break we got to take a hard break here william gein with the americans for legal immigration pack you can find them alipac.us we'll got more to come we will talk about that bill when we come back plus about the dreamers as you mentioned because that's my generation trying to play the victim shocker right with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. 
Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to admit, the show goes by way too fast. The fastest hour of radio on radio, radio, TV, and the live streaming, plus the podcast thereafter as well. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Your Millennial General reporting for duty the way we do every single day. Talking with William Gein with the Americans for Legal Immigration PAC. You can find them alipac.us. Find all the information on some of the bills. Get active, get engaged. It's going to be one of the major issues in U.S. policy outside of the Green New Deal and outside of the high taxes and regulations. At the same time, we're just going to like open up, apparently, the borders. Now, Donald Trump said he wanted the big, beautiful wall and the big, beautiful door to allow people to come in legally. Remember that? <laughs> Remember the de- Legally. My question is, and William, answer this, and this, obviously, being a millennial, this one drives me nuts. The dreamers, quote-unquote, that came in as children illegally with their parents, their parents obviously drugged them here, didn't, you know, they had no say in the issue as a child. Okay, sure, I get it, I understand it, this is all the life they know. At what point is there that line between, you know, it wasn't my fault because I was taken here as a child when my parents decided to do so, to, you know, now I'm in my 30s, I'm trying to get a job, I'm starting a family, I want to start my life, I'm tired of looking over my shoulder. At what point do we say, I'm just going to rectify the situation and go to the back of the line and start the process legally so where I don't have to be worried about being an illegal alien in the mo- anymore as opposed to I'm a victim because my parents did that 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and you just need to take care of me now. Well, if the United States was a collapsing mine shaft, one of the real important things still holding up the roof in some sections is our law that prevents illegal aliens from applying for legal status on U.S. soil. We don't want people from around the world, including the billions of people that will come here if allowed, to think that they can come in the country and then get what they want. The idea is that once you're here, you know, you know, it makes sense. You know, right. don't don't break in and then say, "Give me this and give me that and whatever." And you know, you're talking about people who a just claim that they were brought here as children. There's no proof they were brought here as children. You're also talking about people who claim that they were brought here under the age of 35. So you know, you're talking about a lot of kids. And and bottom line to it is, it's not the fault nor the responsibility of the United States citizenry under current laws and constitution to care for these people. Sure. These people are citizens of other countries. They are citizens of Mexico, Guatemala, Australia, China, and it's the responsibility of those governments who have jurisdiction of thereof, not us. So America has to hold the line. We're already heavily compromised, and anybody we give types of amnesty to, dreamers or whatnot, they're going to be in direct competition for Americans for jobs. When we have 17 million people out of work, they're going to be in direct competition for people for the limited seats in our colleges, which turn their way thousands of people each year. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, they're going to be in, you know, uh, in co- direct competition for other very limited resources in emergency rooms and respirators. So, you know, we have the Biden-Harris administration that is opening up the borders, bringing all these people in, telling immigration and customs enforcement to release criminal illegal aliens. All illegal aliens are criminals, technically, because they've broken the law. But right. uh, illegal aliens with further criminal records have been released upon the U.S. public uh, out of the jail, the jail detention centers. During a pandemic, during a national crisis, 17 million Americans out of work, 
rising crime rates across the country as the BLM murder wave sweeps the country. We have unprecedented criminality going on, and they're pouring people out of prisons and ICE detention centers on this just to pour gasoline on the fire because that evil racist construct of America is just an evil white colonial thing that's got to be brought down and turned into something new. That's their view, not mine. And that's what they're doing. And Americans are really, really turning sour on it rapidly. It's if it's structured right, we're going to get a lot of great people running for Congress and U.S. Senate in 2022 that's going to mop up the floor and wipe these people out. But in the meantime, we've got to stop them from sinking the country with something like a drastic amnesty that makes 20-plus million illegal aliens permanent U.S. citizens uh, and you know, putting the Democrats in full control of the White House, Congress, Senate, and Supreme Court of the United States forevermore. Yeah, the fight starts right now. We can't wait till the next election and hope things turn out. We got to stop these things as they happen right now because I'm afraid that once it goes too far, which I believe we're almost already there, we won't be able to come back in any way, shape, or form. Make sure to check them out, Ali Pack. You can visit them a l i p a c dot u s. William Gein, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. It's a fascinating conversation. We got to get you back on and do this again real soon. Thank you. Hope to be back. Hey, absolutely. We'll do this again here very soon. We appreciate that. And yes, pay attention to what's going on this week, especially with the immigration issue, because it's going to be a major one. This week, we got lots more coming up on the show, including CPAC this weekend, one of my favorite events in the entire year. So we'll cover that Friday live. We'll talk about some big news coming out of there because somebody already getting banned from speaking there for some really stupid stuff. So we'll do that coming up in the next day or so as well. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. Because that's what this is. It's the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Tuesday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.